Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome everybody to the Really 007 podcast. I'm Tom Pickup and we're speaking to the most iconic twins in the James Bond franchise. That's David and Tony Meyer. Good afternoon, gents. Hi. Hello. Great to see you. Well, alongside me today, I've got two of my brothers. I've got Harry and Math. Hello. Hello. <laughs> and you've got John here. Hello. <laughs> it's a very fraternal gathering. <laughs> yeah, 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 it happens occasionally, yes. Well, As I came to David's flat, I passed a, a family with triplets, oh. three, three kids, all in one thing. And, and here you are. It's yeah. incredible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a family show today. Yeah. So in terms of our channel, you can uh, catch all our other interviews on our YouTube channel, as well as listen to them online on iTunes and Spotify and other, other places. And please subscribe, share, and comment on all those. Yeah, get involved. We're also on social media, so Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you look up Really Below 7 Pod, there's so much interaction between Bond fans from all over the world. And I'm telling you, both of you guys, Otspussy is getting an awful lot of love. It's great to see because it is, it is genuinely one of our absolute top favourite Bond films. And oh, it's you, lovely to, to know that, yeah. It was a little... It didn't get rave reviews when it first came out, to be yeah. honest. So, uh, it's, going, it's going up the list now. I'm tempted to just say why, actually. I'm delighted. You, 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 it's just a well, favourite. I, I think possibly because I know it was a going up against Never Say Never Again, and wasn't it? So they were trying to make it. Yes, So it's got all the ingredients. The, the stunts in it are certainly amongst mm. the best. Yeah, and we've spoken to John Glenn about how they were filmed, so that's that's given us a real insight of that. I think the characters, there's so many brilliant villains in it. The location of India and then Berlin, mm. and 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 Roger Moore is it's possibly his best performance for us. So I, there's mm. there's a billion reasons to love Octopussy for us, really. 
<laughs> that's that's great. Thanks very much. Um, yeah. Interesting. And I'm, I'm doing the interviewing now. <laughs> oh, well, but, well, but for me, I think what why I love Octopussy so much is there's no Bond film that has the perfect blend of serious tension and comedic timing at the same time. There's such a great contrast between how can a film that has James Bond swinging like Tarzan to actually stopping a nuclear war. Yeah, I think that that's amazing that they're in the same film. I love it. You're very kind about our opening sequence. I think it's sort of inspired by David Lean's opening of Great Expectations running through a a strange place and suddenly meeting somebody uh, Mm. like that. It's got straight out of Great Expectations. Keep still, you little devil, or I'll cut your throat. That's a, a good place to start. We've crept up the list of, of, of Bond films, and uh, it seems to me there's a sort of an affection for it now because it's before CGI and, you know, exactly. it's yeah. a wonderful hands-on feel, and it's a bit messy and it's a bit silly. But yeah. on the other hand, you know, we've got so much sort of high-definition CGI big stuff coming in the 90s that it's, it's rather nice to see something like Octopussy, I yeah. think. Mm. Those guys really are hanging on the side of a plane and on top of the, the train. The train, yeah. The train. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know whether Glenn talked about it, but when the car goes into the river, yeah. that's that's pretty close to, to that boat. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Just that's, that's, not, that's not that's dangerous that they yeah. get out of that boat pretty quick because <laughs> i mean that's they uh, you might say they were lucky so guys yeah in terms of your upbringing how, how did you get into the world of acting via school i mean straight away actually um we 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 both did uh, quite a lot of drama on school shakespeare and uh, yeah our public school we have a yes yeah, the famous thing of getting a public school drama school but we did have yeah. some good English teachers who did King Lear and yeah. uh, the Scottish play and alternating with Gilbert and Sullivan. So, you know, I won't go into details, but that that's... Uh, yeah, Alan, uh, Alan Akebourne came, went to the same school. Oh, came right. The Durden Smiths were there, and uh, there's a guy who's around a lot recently whose name are... Uh, 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 escapes me and Shane Bryant, who alas is no longer with us, but um, famous for um, Hammer Horror, but which but uh, deserves better actually. Um, we were there. We all played the three sisters in King Lear to Bob Scott, Mister Mister Manchester, uh, extraordinary production. But I I would go back further. We we were doing we were acting in the nursery. We 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 had. <laughs> We had, you know, a sheet over a, a, a curtain, probably directed by our, our our older sister, who was very bossy. And um, we used to do pantomimes and, and, and everything. We had a dressing up box, you see. I mean, this was in the days of before 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 mobiles and um you made work we made our own entertainment we didn't have a television until we moved into the big house which was probably only when we were six or whatever we didn't grow up you know looking at a television and we 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 played a lot in the nursery yes we all did in those days just a stick and an apple and a walk in the country that's all you had in those days (laughs) um but then you went to cambridge i went to drama school I'd been to university, but the only thing I was any good at was 
acting and directing. So I went to drama school and you went to Cambridge and then decided, found at Cambridge that acting was uh, the main thing. And you were a Cambridge actor. And when we uh, went from Cambridge to uh, like Ian McKellen and Derek Jaffe yeah. uh, went into uh, the Glasgow. I went City. straight to the Citizen Theatre Glasgow with a director who I worked with at Cambridge. And uh, yes, uh, we, we had a great time and I designed sets at Cambridge too. Alas, my the one wonderful man who taught me architecture for three years. The first thing he said was, "Well, I hope you have a good time at university studying, but I hope I hope you're not going to do too much at the ADC." And I had to admit that he <laughs> took of, over completely. <laughs> that's one of the reasons I wanted to come to Cambridge. <laughs> but right. anyway, um, we did some we did some interesting work. Contact. Yeah. Three people who directed me at Cambridge. They're, you know, they're the, the three of my oldest and best friends. Yeah. I know one of them, one of the guys you've acted with is Ian McKellen, isn't it? He actually went to our school, I mean, of years before, obviously. Uh, in, uh, <laughs> in Boston, yeah. So he's <laughs> yeah. Uh, a, a great. We haven't acted, I don't think we've acted with Ian oh. uh, at all. We do know him. Um, oh, surely. I, know him, I, right? I maintain I saw his Richard II. Yeah. Probably on the second night at Cambridge, and he came into the footlights, and um, so I I claim to be one of the first people to say, look, that just wasn't just good. This is something really special, and indeed it it, it made him, you know, a, yeah, yeah. a, a certain theatrical star straight away. It was an extraordinary performance. I pinched a bit when I played Henry V, so All right, yeah. <laughs> a lot. To, I have a lot to thank him for, but. Um, yeah, extraordinary, extraordinary actor. Wigan, was that? Yeah, we, yeah, he was from Wigan, yeah. Which isn't that came out, I saw him being painted um, on, on the television just the other night. There were three artists, uh, one who was also from Wigan, and he he chose her painting. He said, I can see <laughs> you've got the, you've got the Wigan in me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, no, interesting uh, when you said that you've been to the same school. What yeah. was he like at school? Was he acting at school? Oh yeah, well, like I say, we weren't there, but yes. <laughs> oh, there's low. The school is very proud of him. Of course, you weren't there at the same time. Yes. Yeah. No, no, but he's, he's celebrating, and he's come back a few times. He's given lectures and sort of tried to oh. get everybody inspired into acting and and going. Yeah. The the drama studio, the drama centre at the school, is now called the Ian McKellen Drama Studio yeah. in his honour. Taylor has got the Akebourne Theatre in it. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 Actually, Millfield school, Millfield school has got the Meyer Theatre, but right. that's because it was started by our uncle called Jack Meyer. Oh, who had <laughs> okay. Oh, wow. whatsoever. But we do have a theatre named after us <laughs> down in Millfield School, which is a totally another story. That's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, acting right from the start, to go back to yeah. your thing, and, and through school, uh, and then slightly different pathways into the profession um, and then suddenly coming together uh, working with Peter Brook in a production of Midsummer Night's Dream yeah. didn't work out particularly well but then we worked through several projects which we'll probably go on to talk about and yeah. um, so uh, which perhaps you know where we learned a lot about ourselves and working together in fact and so um, we were ready to do a, a James Bond by then. What's it like sort of acting alongside his brothers or do you, do you like doing that or do you prefer acting alone? <laughs> <laughs> well, there are, there are two things about that. I mean, yes, I was a bit put out when Tony 
said he was going to be an actor suddenly because I was still at drama school because, uh, you know, it's a, a difficult profession and it's hard enough creating your own name and to have somebody else with half the same name and the same face yeah. is kind of... <laughs> but of course, we have had some pretty good gigs from the, yeah. from, from the, uh, the question of being. Peter Brook, actually, who's probably the most iconic figure we have worked with, um, was the first to cast us as twins, and we were just... Because uh, he, he thought uh, to be in the fairy band of this amazing white box production that he did, uh, two, two fairies just happened to be twins, which is a rather cool idea. But we found we could, and then of course there's James Bond and, and so on. So having, it's half and half, having wanting to create your own life and your own personality and all the rest of it. And then finding that actually, if you, you can play, we could play on the twin thing. Yeah. Hmm. There was something you could kind of psych yourself into it. And instead of trying to be different, you could relax into a more kind of mirror image situation and uh, and get onto that vibe. And of course, if if you went with that in mind to casting directors and crossed your name, your uh, legs at the same time, they all go, oh, fantastic. Um, <laughs> it was something you could sort of home in on. We I think we got it in the end after we'd, investigated how different we were in fact as twins for the course you know directors oh two people exactly the same this is really exciting you know whereas um yeah we wanted to be different we you wanted to become an actor to prove to your parents and ever of the world that you were you were you you went mm. um what they thought you were maybe i played romeo i played henry v i played gerazim in the for for, for tolstoy you know and i played uh, a policeman in a pantomime you know I mean that that was I love those and uh, yes uh, there was some difficulty at first actually playing together but we did work through it and when it came to, in the end you know when you're in the back of the taxi and the and, and he has, says oh yeah what have you done you know it's okay to say James Bond you know so <laughs> we, we did pretty well we did pretty well out of it in the end I absolutely <laughs> Whenever, I suppose, casting directors were like, right, we need some twins for this film or this production, you must have been like, hey, we're in with a chance here. <laughs> we, we were, in, in a little, exactly 40 years ago, we were the go-to twins. Yeah. Uh, and this year has been taken up, we're remembering that, because we were also in the draftsman's contract by Peter yeah. Greenaway, yeah. which came out at about the same time. It doesn't last. There's only so much you can do as twins. And you end up doing bubblegum chewing gum advertisements and things. And you think, well, we can't, there's not much further we can go on this. But interestingly enough, Tony and I started in separate companies. Tony did a lot more provincial acting on, on like ordinary stage. As it were. I, but, but both of us worked in more extraordinary companies. You with Stephen Burkhoff and me with a guy called Lindsay Kemp, which is kind of chalk and cheese. Stephen Burkhoff is super macho, and, and, and Lizzie is wonderfully camp, and, uh, but both extraordinary well, both very creators of theatre. Physical theatre, very, you know, mm. which 
stood us in good stead. Absolutely. Circus performance. Some people even thought we must have been. Uh, Apparently, they were based on circus or uh, cabaret performances, but the couple they were based on didn't really fancy the idea of being stuffed into cannons or, you know, falling off trains and so on. There weren't that many um, options, you know, for twins. You know, they saw quite a few muscular type um heavies and uh, <laughs> but david had just um, been up for a for a gong for um the tempest i had I just played was... um a russian waiter in a film called duck hunting by vampilov and so the timing was was quite good in fact i'd played three russians <laughs> prior prior to my 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 to to, to mishka yeah <laughs> mishka everyone get <laughs> The names always get mixed up. I don't think they knew because they're never mentioned in the script, of course, except once when I'm on the top of the train. But uh, so, yeah. Yeah. so sometimes I, I have to think very hard. But if I shout out Mishka, that means I must have been Greek. <laughs> <laughs> Well, in the, in the actual right. credits, the end credits, you're down as twin one and twin two, aren't you? Yes. Yeah, I yeah. mean, you've obviously given that time to sort out who the fuck is who, yes. They <laughs> <laughs> didn't know. Yeah. Can I just say, though, that that shouting Mishka, I mean, he's not on the podcast today, but I, I've got to mention it. One of our co-hosts, Rob, he, he tells this story about <laughs> he when he was at school, you know the knife throwing, you shout Mishka and you throw the knife. When everybody, anybody at school ever asked him, like for a pen or a pencil or something, instead of giving it to him, he just used to go, Mishka, throw the pen right after. <laughs> I, I love that story. That's, That's a fabulous <laughs> story. And it's totally incorrect. I don't throw the knife after saying the word. But I, I love it. I've got, you mean we're really iconic? <laughs> That's yeah. Yeah. Was there was one moment when we first do, do our first training uh, signing session because we didn't do anything like that for years and years and years, and suddenly it all picked up. And we were in the first signing traffic, and there was a Dalek in, in among all the people. Uh, there was also James Cagney across the, the road, um, no, Mickey Rooney, what about across the road? But um, the Dalek went past him. Uh, and said, don't you throw your knives at me. And I thought, <laughs> we've made it. We are yeah. iconic national theorems and now people who know we are. <laughs> well, you mentioned the circus then before when you were training and stuff. How did you? How much of that stuff did you do, the knife throwing and the, the jumping around? You had a very good, a lovely guy who taught us how to throw yeah. those rather l- large knives, which were uh, by no means throwing knives, actually. And there's... Uh, at least one tree in Holland Park, which is I don't think survived. You know, I to, <laughs> I, I practiced quite yes, a lot throwing knives there. Big Bowie knives, they were. He was a guy who had, I think it's called an Apache dance, and he had a, a young girl who he was probably having an affair with, who he threw knives at in in <laughs> in, in his show, um, and that that was how it was done. And he is on the camera in the long shot throwing knives right. at a model on the stage. A dummy, he, I may say. A dummy. He managed to keep the ear dummy's ear off. the ear off. So, yeah, I'm glad. Because <laughs> I, I should have 
Yes, I, can, I mean, if he does it, I trust him, you know, but uh, just as well. So um, it's interesting. I always maintain that we were, it looks like, certainly on set, it looks like we were around much more than we were because there was us two, there was a trainer who, um, or a teacher who, who was in our costume. There was a dummy that was looking just like me. And then Roger Moore puts on the uh, costume yeah. as well. So uh, the costume, which is really quite cool, I think. Um, yeah. I, we like the costume, um, helped a lot. Emma, Emma Porteous, yeah. wonderful wardrobe lady. I, I maintain it's slightly based on uh, what Peter Sellers wore in The Mouse That Roared. Right, um, okay. His, his everyman character, uh, you know, he played, I think, three or four different characters. It's the same shirt, same waistcoat, certainly. You mentioned Emma Porteous. Peter, her husband, is in a scene with you, isn't he? Is in it? Yes, yeah. yeah. They're a lo lovely couple. Yeah, he's he's gone now, and uh, yeah, yeah. But I think he's 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 with the bomb. He's with uh, I think he's with you actually. While they're or while they're um, setting the bomb up, very complicated, you know. I, I, <laughs> It's, it's a complicated script, isn't it? It really is. <laughs> yeah. well, don't ask me, you know, which no. bomb is in which uh, train or, you know, why or how, because I never quite get it. I think, actually, that it's it's part of the twin syndrome, if you if, if you like. I, I discovered yeah. this quite recently, really. It's a, a, a twin sort of theme running through Octopussy uh, yeah. right at the beginning. <laughs> Um, to do a sort of cahier du cinéma, you know. We went to Paris, so I thought, you know, let's talk about, you know, the movies. But um, mm -hmm. no, at the beginning, uh, Roger Moore ha puts on the moustache and becomes yeah. a, and meets his twin. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, have mm -hmm. us were introduced as twins. Double nine's then, a clown, um, isn't he? And then um, uh, he he ends up as a clown, you mm -hmm. know, uh, and sees his twin. He goes into a, a caravan <laughs> with yes. yes. seconds, has put on a whole crowd <laughs> or whatever. And so um, I, I maintain there's a sort of uh, twin theme. You know, yeah, the, yeah. Got the eggs, I, you know, maybe the twin carriages, you know, are all yeah. part of that. Yeah, yeah. That was something one of our friends of the show, David, mm -hmm. licensed to queer, that's something he's picked up on recently. I think it seems really clever and intentional, Yeah, I, I think. Oh really? I thought I was the only person. No, no. I, I, it, I say this. This guy David it. mentioned it. And it yeah, and also as Tom was just saying before, yeah, the eggs. Like there's two of the same eggs, and you don't know which which is which, and and everything. So it does. No. There does seem to be something in throughout the whole yeah. film about Reality. it. Yeah. Mm, yeah. So <laughs> who knows? If you're enjoying Really 007, why not follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram? Look us up at Really 007 Pod. I've got a nice story about Roger Moore. Oh, good. Everyone's oh. asked, you know, what's he like? Yeah. Uh, no one has anything to, bad to say about him because he was a genuinely nice person. I found myself in the same waiting room, uh, dentist's waiting room uh, with him. And thought, oh, my God, that's him. I went across the room and said, I nearly killed you seven years ago. In <laughs> <laughs> I said, you won't remember, will you? He said, oh, well, I remember the shirts. Um, <laughs> yeah. All wearing these 
purple shirt. Um, <laughs> he obviously thought that that was not a terrible, warm, terribly warm thing to say. And later, when I was leaving, putting on my coat, he left the waiting room and came over and said how nice it was to see me again. It's a nice thing for a star to do. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. didn't have to go up from his chair. Oh, uh, apropos of the circus, you were asking how daunting that was. I do remember that suddenly there was this news that we were doing the circus scene the next day. And, I, and my God, we hadn't had a, a knife lesson for quite a while. <laughs> oh my God, we're on stage, as it were. I do, we did have an audience, you know, all around. And this little brat came up to me and said, I bet you can't really around those knives. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to show them I can throw these knives. And so there was a time when I was throwing knives at a empty target and I did manage to get three in, but it was kind of said, I've got to show him. I'll show the little brat. Um, but it was a bit unnerving. Uh, it was um, It was a great, it was a, I, you probably know better than me, but I, I thought or seemed to have heard that the circus was Barbara Broccoli's first kind of project in the whole of the franchise. Mm. You know, right. she, um, that that was her her lot, and so we had this incredible atmosphere. Actually, she you know got a enough audience. Obviously, you know it's not packed, but I'm enough audience so that you know you get the sense of an audience. And then the man in the being shot from the cannon and, and oh. various. And <laughs> he had a very good atmosphere, you know. Um, mm. And um, I remember we we'd been to the circus. We'd been to Billy Smart's circus in the old days um, when they had lions and tigers. Of course, they didn't no, do that anymore. That was one my my one note that that John gave me when I was actually performing was take taking the the, the dagger off the the target and. Um, and throwing it back and i remember him saying oh get on with it tony but i maintain it was the right thing to do it was you know <laughs> I was just a performer for goodness sake you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you may say we got a good review <clears throat> from pauline kyle kyle kale kale um an iconic american critic um oh. from from new york she said it was an in an elegant i can't pronounce that title but she liked the idea of uh, you know twins throwing knives at each other, <laughs> so there was being, a, being a New Yorker and, and very uh, au fait with family problems and um, sibling rivalries, she liked that <laughs> very much. Well, yes, yeah, there you are, three three brothers. Yes, of course, every, every almost every American play is about brothers um, fighting <laughs> for their love for the father or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> spending as much time as possible among those beautiful girls on the, in the middle of the stage. Yeah, being <laughs> strapped, um, strapped to a target by lovely girls, and you know, I helped. I would love. I just felt very comfortable. <laughs> 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 you mentioned the, the women of Octopussy, some of them are favourite. I mean, Maud Adams is amazing, and you've got Christina Wayborn and all the Octopussy girls and the, the girls in the circus. It's amazing. So, Maud, so nice. I actually walked into her caravan by mistake once. Happily, <laughs> <laughs> she was just sitting there reading a book. But she was very <laughs> which is the only time we actually met. But oh, right, it, was, okay. it was a complete mistake. But she has been to uh, some of the signings and she's so wonderful and 
generous and giving with the people. Yeah, we meets. thought it's our first signings, which we didn't do for a long time. The, the girls, can we call them the girls? Had yeah. actually been doing it for for straight away. They were part of the the octopusy. Um, mm the Octopurty Circus, literally. We hadn't done it for a while, then suddenly we were kind of got hold of because somebody had found a photograph of us on on on, on a website with for rather a lot of money. And it, it, couldn't, it was a relative and he was, was just couldn't believe, <laughs> you know. So we started signing, but the first signings we had were with Maud and she taught us how to do it because it wasn't just a matter of signing. It was to do with talking to people and she was mm. always charming and um, terrific. And also I think especially in Octopussy, you know, of course, uh, Roger Moore was getting on a bit, and uh, there was mm. some jokes about that. But there was a real kind of rapport between the two of them. I thought having yeah, worked yeah. before, and and that work that's that contributes, mm. I think, to the, the the whole sense of the, of, of the, whether it works or not. You know, yeah. Roger's <laughs> best bond bond girl for for us, I think. Definitely. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Tony, a, f a few moments ago, you mentioned you you referenced that review and what an inspired choice it was to have twins kind of as, as the villains. Can I ask in the like audition process and the casting, how much of the role did you know? Did you know that you were going to be villains? And and was that did that make it quite a you know was it quite a daunting audition to go for? Or how, how did the process work? So I think we were both fairly confident, um, and we went uh, to. Pinewood and had some terrible makeup put on with this <laughs> wig put on. Um, so with I thought, well, if you can cope with that wig, then you can do anything, basically. <laughs> um, and um, I remember walking in, striding in, looking as um, energetic as possible. As I said, we both sort of worked physically, which helped. And I remember you know, very short broccoli saying, "Can you look really evil?" And uh, <laughs> David was slightly behind me and apparently, you know, gave him a good evil. And I just grinned and he sort of <laughs> laughed. Oh, Tony's laughing. <laughs> but apparently that was okay, you know. <laughs> I became, you know, what? That's that's can be dangerous. That's when you should be wary of your your heavy your heavy. Oh, it's you a know, good combination when he's <laughs> when he's smiling, you know. Yeah. That that worked. You know, we we got it pretty quickly. It was a little intimidating because you go into this room and it was this kind of semicircle of people, you yeah. know, with Broccoli in the middle and the casting lady and uh, got a name who's passed away now. But, it, you know, it's like something out yeah. of uh, the war, the, the, the war room. in, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in uh, And uh, you are, and indeed we have these wigs put on us. I always, my joke is that I went back with my dressing gown on and with a little wig and I looked in the mirror and all I could see was the vision of my mother when she'd just come from that. <laughs> and I thought, that's great, I'm playing a villain and I look like my mother. <laughs> and someone said, no, it's all right, the, the leather boots will help, uh, which indeed they did. Oh, and they did. the knives, yeah, they were yes. cool. <laughs> yeah, but you can see the kind of it was the it was the eighties the days the days of bouffant wigs. <laughs> I didn't know they were. Were they actually wigs in the the final film? Yeah. yeah. Oh wow. Oh yes. It's not black. You know. Oh good. We've grown yeah. into them. That's why. Yeah. 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 Wow. Convincing. Yeah. yeah.
I mean, you still both got a full head of hair. Yeah. Now, and I, I just thought they were the same. It was the same hair. I tell you, and we don't dye it. Neither of us have gone grey. Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, or, or Lucy, it's, it's, it's in the genes, yes. Um, it's hopeless. I go in. Yeah, for... our dad was the same. Right. If I go up for bank managers in commercials now, it's hopeless. I'm sitting in a room full of grey-haired people with, <laughs> with no hair at all. Um, <laughs> where do you get more parts if you dyed your hair grey? It's made well. Mental. <laughs> um, slightly linked to my last question as well. Were, and you know, honestly speaking, were you Bond fans going into it? Did, mm. Had you grown up watching James Bond films, or were you quite apathetic? Or? Our first experiences with James Bond was it was as the cartoon in the Daily Express. Ah. Um, that's how you, that's how you I remember Doctor No. It was a little cartoon on the thinkers the Daily Express, and of course the pan yeah. paperbacks, which were the nearest thing to well not pornography, but they also <laughs> every the last two sentences of certain chapters always. <laughs> They sank back onto the bed. Uh, that was really why you read them at, at, at school. But the early ones, yes, Doctor No, uh, and uh, especially the the early ones. Doctor No, I remember vividly, and and of course, and the first thing that happens to James is suddenly having a massage. Oh, perhaps that's Goldfinger. Yeah, uh, we met <laughs> yeah. a woman who. But that was very exciting. The idea of a, of a massage. Yeah. But we. Uh, we didn't grow up. We were well. We were just growing up, I suppose. We certainly saw the films, um, and of course, those early ones are, are fantastic. You know, incredible mm. character. And when we were asked, um, I must admit, to audition with it, oh, well, that's exciting. Um, and the fact that Lotte Lenya had done a wonderful <sighs> job in From yeah. Russia with Love. And my favorite. You know, that is I'm, my favorite. Russia with love. I've yeah. done with Brecht. I've done Brecht. You know, when I she, she sang for Brecht and Kurt Vile, and you know, so oh. I thought, well, she does it. You know, it's okay. You know, <laughs> you're, cool. you're part of that same Bond villain fandom, aren't you? You know, yeah, the family of Bond villains. I think. Well, I'd be flattered. Yeah. yeah. No, it's true. Interestingly yeah. enough, Stephen Burkov, you had worked with Stephen Burkov in, <laughs> you know, the fringe shows with 20 people in the audience, uh, sort of versions of Franz Kafka, and which is very esoteric and a uh, little, and uh, suddenly we were in this big movie together and it was very exciting and rather fun. Um, yeah, I I'd, I'd rehearsed um, the first production of The Trial in a village hall in Islington with Stephen. <laughs> You know, and, and then suddenly, you know, we're in doing James Bond. I mean, that's part of the, you know, the wonderful sort of camaraderie or the all the show business in uh, in England. I think is extraordinary. Mm. Yeah. How is, how is Stephen? Is he is he a, is he exuberant in real life? As is uh, he is he on screen? <laughs> he's he's mellowed slightly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He used to be very. Well, uh, I worked with him eventually, um, but he used to have a terrible reputation of being terrible to people. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have to say that. I mean, he probably said himself that he had that rather, rather ter ter terrifying reputation. I, I, he did ask, <laughs> to give you an instance, I, uh, he said, well, David, when are you going to come and work with me? Because uh, he worked, I was working with Lindsay. He said, oh, "I said, well, you're also butchering your company." He said, "Because they were all going around in the leather jackets." And he said, "Oh, <laughs> it's just an act, David. It's just an act." <laughs> um, uh, 
did have a reputation for, for rubbing people up the wrong way and, and, and certain managements too, so that, you know, opportunities. <laughs> I always had a great time with them and, and a lot of laughs and I have a lot to thank for. It was always very nice to both of us. Yeah. Mm. Well, you, you know, I assume you'll all be reunited at some stage this year. Yeah. For the 40th anniversary of, of Octopussy. I know there are a few events going on. <laughs> They're mounting up. Yes, indeed. Yeah, yeah. I used to think we were kind of famous for a day, you know, once a year. And now um, at least half a dozen now. You yeah, know, we've got um, half a dozen days. We've got wow. stars, yes. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> Next one is uh, well, the Belf HMS Belfast. You yep. might be there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And um, yeah. the Neen Valley Railway. Yeah. yeah. A, a get together. I think it's. I think it's sort of raising money for the railway. Yeah. Well, wow. we're going up there and, and sitting on the on, on the railway track, going for a ride. Whether I will dare to climb up on top of the train. <laughs> no. oh, yeah. Keep pushing their luck, David. I, think, I, you know, I will be very sure the insurance will cover. Well, no, but... no, I, I wouldn't be moving. Of course, but, I mean, I have to say, you, you know, people say, is, "Is that really a train moving?" Yes. Yeah. That train moving. Oh, just skip forward to that, maybe. Yes, I mean they did suddenly say, um, "Do you think you can?" Uh, it was a Sunday. Do you think you could could be uh, on top of the train during the fight? Because it was a fight scene, you know. Normally, you'd expect a, a, a combat person to be doing it, but they had to show somebody's face. There were three people. Roger Moore wasn't going to be up there. Oh, no. and, and the wonderful Martin Grace. Was yeah. there, and I have to say, Paul Weston was the fight director, but it was Martin, who I, who we chatted to before, because he's the most in, he's the most intelligent and, and delightful person uh, beforehand, and I said, I said, well, I've got to fight you on the train. <laughs> Just hang on to me, David, and we'll sway backwards and forwards, which is what we're doing, as you see. Yeah. But it was him who really guided me through that scene and I felt safe playing it with him. And uh, frankly, I crazily just thought it was the most exciting thing I'd ever done. Yeah. Um, I remember thinking, oh, well, that's rather cool when I saw The Lone Ranger doing it on television yeah. a long time ago as a child. And it was like a sort of fantasy that I would, were, were, was living through. The train, train wasn't going very fast. But only 20 miles an hour or so. It's uh, fantastic, oh. uh, meeting, uh, extraordinary. And uh, David, I was always much better at climbing trees uh, with the me, for instance. And uh, <laughs> I'm not sure I could. I could not. <laughs> <you know>. <laughs> <laughs> but it was also because I'd done a, we'd done a lot of physical theatre a bit. And you know. um, before physical theatre, we were romping in the orchard next to the little cottage we grew up in, and you know, climbing the trees and falling down dead, and you know. <laughs> <laughs> We were, it, uh, the whole thing was uh, like an extension. I mean, you did say, uh, uh, you know, or you were wondering what research we did and so on. And I, as I said, I, I played three Russians and uh, we definitely thought about uh, where we had come from, a little village somewhere perhaps in Ukraine. Mm. And that we were definitely, um, we were definitely circus performers that were somehow mm. high you know. Right. right, okay, yeah. 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 Um, you know, I come from quite a poor family, and 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 it was sort of just another job, but probably well paid. I think we were definitely circus performers. Yeah. Mm. About climbing trees, you you could go and just climb trees. 
in the olden days. Yeah. Health and safety didn't come into it. It's true. <laughs> it's true. You're romping around. And I remember a teacher in school coming up to me and with great sympathy said, is there anything you can do that's better than your brother? And I said, well, I can't climb trees. Um, <laughs> and um, climb on top of trains and wrestle with James Bond. I mean, oh, yeah. so it all, it all comes. But yes, dear Martin Grace, I, yeah. I, I, you will miss him immensely mm. when I got Neen Valley. He had that terrible accident, as you yeah. said, the next day. They didn't tell me about that, which it was a pity. I would have gone run to the hospital. Yeah. to see him again because it really was wonderful what we did together and it all happened so quickly you know yeah. we didn't even have time to sort of enjoy it and think about it yeah. and, but he recovered from that and yeah. it was later that he I, I, wish, I wish I'd seen him again after, oh. after those days because it was something it was, it was, quite, it was quite special I'm alone. I may be smiling too much when I'm, when I'm attacking you because I just think this is fun <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I don't do the falling off the train that is something yeah. else really <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but it's my as I always say it's my 15 minutes of fame that's <laughs> Mishka You've mentioned all the physical acting and your previous experience of that, but there's, it's not just that with you guys as as villains. That the the scenes where you, just you're looking at each other mm. and uh, the slower scenes where you're in the room, kind of as we've already mentioned, the Blonde series had never had anything like that before, and it was scary. It was it was it yeah. was you had such a presence, the two of you, and obviously you're, you're twins, but clearly you're very individual. I'm just wondering if in the film were you directed to or mirror each other in that way because because you're like really you know you're you're very closely aligned and reflecting each other and and that's that appears more in the film than it is now if you know what I mean and that must be really hard to must be hard to reflect someone else because other actors don't really need to ever do that it must have yeah. been really really tough well yes that's a very interesting observation yeah. I mean I never thought of that in fact but I mean, we are with that's because we didn't have to act. You know, that's sort of what happens um, instinctively, just because right. you know we are twins. So that probably, you know, credit to John Glenn for not saying, mm. "Oh, you've got the, you know, either side of the frame." Uh, mm. Yes, no, no, he, he certainly. He doesn't do that. He never did any. But, uh, any um, the fact, as I said, about the you know, he just told me to speed it up a bit once you know and, uh, <laughs> uh, and that was that was it mm. uh i'm i'm it's an interesting observation i, mm. I hadn't i must hadn't really been conscious of that and we certainly didn't work on it or anything like right. that mm. uh, interestingly that i and we never were sort of uh, plotted or positioned you know so right. that we mm. like unlike peter greenway who who was very conscious that he wanted as both sides of the frame and, and and mirroring each other completely and things like that mm. um that's so a credit to brooke and and to john glenn for not mm. for not doing that you know mm. knowing that act, what was interesting was that it just worked it was, it was just there, there you know um and um interesting that you've noticed it i must admit mm -hmm. as i said it was something you found we found we could sort of psych into 
Mm. Yeah. Probably trying to be different. You could think into being the, the same. Yes. And without too much thought, any thought in it. But I, I do think that's one of the reasons that the characters do come across quite strongly in the film. Because yes. to be honest, you know, in a James Bond film, everyone is acting their socks off. Yes. This is part of the game. You know, they're all you know, playing a James Bond character, which yeah. is slightly different, slightly bigger than life, you know, yeah. and, and, you know and, uh, and, and that, and that in, in what you're talking about, we're not acting at all. It's just mm. it. Yeah, yeah. And so it, that's why it comes across on the movies. I mean, John, you accuse me of being half asleep at one point, actually. I was, <laughs> <laughs> so it's maybe the fact that we were both rather laid back. <laughs> it's, it's the magic of film acting you don't have to do too much um, but it's what's going on inside and in the inside is we're both we're, we're, we're both we've both been brothers for a very long time mm, i mean amazing. acting is to do with discovering yourself as well as discovering techniques and how to dance and move and 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 Fight sword fights and big verse, and um, we had done a lot of that really through work, as mm. I said, from mm. from mm. Midsummer Dream onward. That's that's interesting. It's probably it probably paid off because um, uh, we discovered a lot about ourselves by mm. you know working mm. together. Although quite... David drama school and and I I just did lots of exercises. <laughs> 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 we, we were quite Gotovsky and really into yeah. you know experimental theatre and things like that. No, I was going to say just in terms of the fate of the of the two twins. So I think it's Mishka who gets hit down by the the cannon. Do, <laughs> do we know what? And then and then he gets put into the cannon. Yeah. <laughs> Did you was there, was there anything more in the script about what happened? to him from there or you know was he dead was he just unconscious was there anything <laughs> anything else <laughs> yeah, i always assumed that i was that was it you know yeah uh, if you get you know hit on the head by a cannon i, I guess you know you, you, you <laughs> <laughs> the idea that i survived and uh and Dave's, uh Grishka's, uh death was was in vain uh, that's very interesting you know Maybe, alas, perhaps as a sequel, we missed out. On, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it could still happen. Yeah. Right. <laughs> this is a subtlety, complicated narrative because <laughs> James Bond takes pinches your shirt for some reason or other. I'm not quite sure why. Yeah, why? Why, why <laughs> does he get you? Peter, and ends up for another reason. I'm not quite sure why. On top of the train. Um, <laughs> And, and I am, for uh, some other reason, climbing on top of the train. Uh, Sony knows why. And I think that uh, James Bond, because he's got that shirt on, is Mishka, which yeah. is why hey, Mishka. Yeah. This subtlety is actually may, may not quite register in the narrative, but that's why I rushed towards him. And then, of course, yeah. So, yeah. And you find that James Bond wants to kill me instead of embrace me as a brother. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> That's uh, so it goes, but indeed. Yeah, and, that, and that's uh, where you, the two of you, um, you know, Bond and you, have a bit of a wrestle and then fall off the side of the train, obviously. Which oh, yeah. about. And, and then that's where we have that, you know, in the woods. Oh, Grishka. The, the, the woods is, of course, the studio. Yeah, um, right, yeah. A lot, of, a lot of that goes on, by the way. I mean, the first scene starts in East Berlin. 
uh, goes to a, uh, goes to uh, a wood outside Pinewood, yeah. uh, and yeah. then further up a weir somewhere in entirely us in three different entirely different locations. Yeah. Yeah. And we do uh, the, the 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 scene in the hut where I try and stab James Bond. Well, with a with a knife is in the studio. Uh, I mean, there right. is a story I can tell you about that. I mean, it was I knew this was this was my big close up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, with uh, and this is for my brother. Yeah. Um, oh, and wow. uh, we did the scene. We did the scene with with Jay with Roger being lovely and and uh, up against the wall and uh, and. Uh, me looking, trying to look fierce, and uh, then he left, uh, and they started taking away the scenery because uh, they were setting up another scene somewhere else. The assistant director, the boards were put all around the camera. Now, David, if you could just uh, move towards the camera, uh, hit that spot, hit one, throw one dagger, hit that spot, throw another one, and go to your third mark, and then say the line and throw that, and try not hit the lens of the camera with the lives. And you thought, this is it. This is my. <laughs> this is my. This is the moment I've been waiting for all day. Indeed, all my life, I am having my. <laughs> In a main movie, and they're taking away the scenery, and there's just me in a camera. And that's kind of when people say, "What do you do about film acting?" Yes, learn to hit your mark and say your line. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was quite, it was, it was quite funny, and it sort of come on all right, came off all right. I think oh, the yeah. uh, I fall onto the, the 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 ground in the hut, were yeah. touching the dagger, and they did say, "Well, actually." That might not be in every cut of the scene because um, you can't show too much violence in James Bond mm, movie. Yeah. yeah. And actually, I think very often you just cut to the skull in, in yeah. the yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was always uh, on our, our, our video recorded from ITV. Didn't have the next bit where he very clearly does kill you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's for 009. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Which is the guy who was killed right in the beginning of yeah. the scene. Yeah. The film, which is, uh, I think, maybe, you know, which maybe people have forgotten about. That, that is an incredible scene, that one at the beginning of the film. It's so, I mean, you, this is this juxtaposition again, is that you've just had Roger Moore dressing up as this Toro and they've had a, a you know, the Acro star. Yeah. And then you go back into this East Berlin. Like and the scene of the 009 with the balloon throwing, mm. with the balloon popping, and then all that—it's—it's it's harrowing. It's a fantastic scene, and credit mm. to both of you. It's a brilliant scene. Yeah. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ambassador? We should go, my dear. Ah! Ah! By the way, it was in East Berlin. Uh, yeah. I, I, yeah, I went by myself because it's just me climbing over the barbed wire fence to begin with. And it was just by the wall. Well, but right. then it was in part. And then it was, and then it was in by the weir, which was somewhere else. Yeah, so, and yes. there's the magic of cinema, you know. It's like yeah. three, three different places. Yeah, Arthur Worcester, second unit. Mm. Oh. He did a did a great job, and um, I've heard it praised many times. And some, somebody suggested it should have been, you know, the pre-credit sequence or whatever. Mm. But I think the fact that there's, you know, there is no dialogue or whatever um, yeah. does make it. Um, it's a good chance. It does make joke. it work. It's a good contrast with the jokiness of the. Uh, yes. uh, I teach. Um, I, yeah. I teach. Uh, I've done home tutors too, um, and um, I enjoy. I always think that people should be taught cinema a bit. Um, showed a film in Brest Short Film Festival once, and I was asked to go to a school and talk about cinema because they used to have classes in cinema. This is France, you know, French yeah. is as important as literature is to learn about films. So I occasionally I say, look, for instance, let me let me show, let's look at the first scene of Great Expectations with Finlay Curry with wonderful um, meat 
Beauty, which we would have seen in, at our school, which which showed um, long before um, telephones or TVs in the study or um, mobile phones. Goodness, yes. We had a, a film every night, uh, every Saturday night, and one projector. So uh, we had to wait while the while the uh, the reel of film was was changed or whatever. But anyway, we would have seen great expectations and mm. um, that wonderful presentation was Finley Curry. And then I say, um, interestingly enough, that gets taken up in uh, James Bond, and, and uh, so I can see exactly. <laughs> I remember Arthur saying, coming back uh, the next day, saying, we've seen the rushes; they're really good. Um, we've got that wonderful reflection. Uh, of the yeah. light on the delicates. Yeah. And then he looked, looked at my face and said, and, and of course you look terrific in it. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's an amazing. Because <laughs> <laughs> the audience just see one of you chasing this clown. It must they're already like, what's going on here? And then he bumps into a, a twin. Yeah. It's like, whoa, yeah. yeah. This yeah. Is, it's really like, that does register quite well, does it? I mean, yeah. oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. I mean, you were Harry. You were showing your kids yesterday. This was. I was going to say I was showing my daughter it yesterday, and it completely took her by surprise. And you know, also all kinds of questions like, "But wait, but what? He was over there, but now he's here. And why is he as a clown? Where's he go? There's so many questions. <laughs> but that's for anyone watching. It's you know, there's just people pursuing one person pursuing another, but so many questions coming. Yeah. So it's a brilliant scene you're part of. Mm. It's interesting because we, we we yes we just did it. Well, when Cubby Broccoli, in his charming way, said, how did it go, David, <laughs> after the uh, I said, oh, well, I think it went quite well, because I guess I it was, it, it, I, I thought it didn't read as if it was going to be terribly exciting. I had the temerity to be criticising a James Bond script. <laughs> so that I, no, he said rather sweetly, yes, well, it's true. A lot of these things don't look very much on the page, mm. but uh, they come to life when you do them, mm. which is interesting. Yeah. And I suppose it's the same thing with... We're reading the script. Well, this is what yeah. we were doing. Oh, you mm. said, oh, okay, yeah. you just do it. You get John Barry's music as well. John Barry's score for that is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. As he is. John Glenn, uh, yeah, is to, uh, a storyteller. Very, yeah. very good storyteller. Mm. He, he started doing, you know, action sequences, I, I think, um, rather than, and then, uh, in so, uh, but it, Action sequences, by definition, have to have that storytelling in them, yeah, and yeah. physical, you know, and that can can I think you know in the later James Bonds uh, can be quite confusing sometimes. And uh, mm. I remember sitting in Paris, uh, surrounded by cineastes, they take their films very seriously in Paris, and um, I said I sort of miss you know this the just ability to tell a story, which which mm. Don Glenn had, yeah. and they all. They rather this silently mm. nodding to you. Yeah, yeah. 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 So are we, yeah, we're definitely yeah. nodding. Yeah, mm. yeah. Have you talked with him? We have, yeah. We we were yeah. on. We, we spoke to him at length. We're, again, we're hoping, hopefully, we'll meet him in uh, at the HMS Belfast. But he's just a wonderful, wonderful, yeah. generous human being, isn't he? Yeah. And I don't think he, again, he didn't realise how loved he is by Bond fans because he he's such a he, he's such a big part of the franchise with everything he's yeah. done. Fantastic. He was an assistant director on yeah. earlier ones, wasn't he? Yeah. He yeah. was, yeah, and an editor. Yeah. So he knows how to cut a scene and he knows where it's going to go in his brain. Yeah. Yeah. 
and he's been very nice about us too so i thought <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> action this is john glenn you're listening to really <laughs> 007 podcast When was it that you started getting into the Bon Fun scene and, and doing the events and stuff? Well, only uh, only about ten or so years ago, definitely this this century. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, as I said, saw it uh, and on the internet, a photo was going for you know quite a lot of money, and and it was as if we were kind of reclusive. So um, mm. that suddenly seemed like a good thing to do. And maybe it's only just paying off because um, apparently there are still people who want to meet us. So um, that's Definitely. great. And, yeah, um, yeah. And been, um, we had a 30-year get-together in Pinewood and uh, we must have been doing something uh, a bit before then too, but not much, not much. Right. <laughs> we met David Williams, who said that he'd grown up on James Bond movies. And I thought, yes, he must have been going to see them just as octopus he came out yeah so i caught his eye he actually across, knew who we were and he's like oh my god <laughs> yeah that's not actors at all but he was it was great fun to meet a, a genuine fan i mm. wanted yeah. that was on the roger moore's day at pinewood i wanted to thank him for his books i bought one of his books for my my great nieces and they loved it you know and mm. i said the I, I genuinely wanted to to thank him for that, and um, uh, he was very good about signing some other books that, I, that that they all got a bit later on. Now they've all grown up, alas. <laughs> but this this was just before the kind of big merchandising franchise mm. tradition about you know there aren't any little models of us available. You know, that we can <laughs> mm. we need some. Yeah. <laughs> we would buy uh, them definitely. Yeah. <laughs> You would be very distinctive that you would work as action figures, yeah. definitely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yes, it's it's too late now. But I mean, you know what I mean. And and then suddenly we realised there were these big things going around where you sat behind a desk no, yes, and, and, and sold photographs with your autograph. I have to say, it's rather fun doing it when you, there are two of you, actually. Yeah. If you're sitting all by yourself with your little like a little stall with your photographs. <laughs> it can be a little, can be a bit lonesome if people are not coming through all the time. Um, but with a couple of us, it's it's quite fun whether it's uh, mm. whether it's or not. And so the signing, well, we, we usually go to maybe one a, one a year of yes, the signing. Yes, I say, this is probably tail off now after this year a bit. But um, <laughs> no, but the whole celebrity thing, culture really sort of, exploded in the 90s mm. uh, i remember a french couple a friend of mine came over and they wanted to uh, go to a fair a sort of cinema fair i think it was in in westminster in westminster hall and, and probably the end of the 80s and that was all that was going it was you know a, a, the westminster hall and a lot of stalls people with interesting sort of deals from films and so on but none of the great sort of merchandise or, you know, uh, razzmatazz or, and I can't remember there being any celebrities there, as it were. Nowadays, it's extraordinary. You get the masked singer, don't you? And, uh, mm -hmm. and they have to get who's in the mask. And, and in the end, they take off the mask. And there's invariably somebody I have 
no clue as to what who they are. <laughs> I'm, I'm quite behind on my celebrities. They must, be, they must be given a list of possibilities, must oh. they? I mean, when they're guessing, trying to guess who it is. But anyway, that's another thing. Well, <laughs> if there is ever a must singer where there's two of them together, yeah. my first guess will not be Anton Deck. It will be David and Tony. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you've actually got a piece of merchandise with you there, David. You've you've got this mug. The octopus. Yes, I got the octopus yeah. mug. That's true. The only only one I've ever seen, actually. Um, <laughs> and then maybe, oh, maybe, wow. maybe oh. I, I had to pay a fiver for it. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> we should have pinched the knives, you know, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really slow on the uptake. Yes, like I should have pinched some. Of course, he's never worth a fortune, aren't they? <laughs> memorabilia from the movie. We had a wonderful weekend in Paris last November. The James Bond fan club in Paris. Yes, the French mm, fan club. Yes, yeah. The French were so fond of James Bond. I thought the yeah. French were always a little, a little, little critical of things, especially <laughs> true English films were a sort of contradiction in in terms. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, they loved James Bond, and uh, they took us. Uh, they gave us a, a, a first class Euro trip to Paris, wined and dined us beautifully. We were interviewed on a stage with a big yeah, and put together a beautiful little clip of all our best bits. And we had an interview in front of a, an audience of 200 people or so, all of whom wanted autographs at the end. It was a wonderful yeah. weekend. Mm. Uh, really, really lovely, lovely people. You all love, like I say, Bond. Yeah. It's not like other sort of fandoms. I think the longer it goes on, the more legendary everyone becomes and the more you're appreciated. I know it's, it's the 40th anniversary book. Well, yeah, it is extraordinary. You mentioned the word iconic once or twice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. In your, your things, of course, what was it like working with the iconic Derek Jarman? Yeah. Well, he was a mate. You know, he's yeah. a friend of mine. He lived down <laughs> over there in Butler's Wharf. It used to be fabulous parties on New Year's Eve. Yeah. And that's the only time you'd come down here on Butler's Wharf when Derek Jarman and the uh, uh, and Andrew Logan and Peter Logan, his brother, all had three stories on this deserted wharf. And you never came here except on New Year's Eve. <laughs> right. they, had, oh, well, they had terrific parties and there's a wonderful scene of, of artistic people I mean Derek was a painter uh, when I first knew him then he started doing the little Super 8s and I, I stayed one night at uh, Butler's Wolf we, 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 were, we were friends and then he did Sebastian and which was kind of very arty and, uh, and very gay and then he wanted to do The Tempest and he came and said can I do you want to come and do Ferdinand? And I uh, said, yes, sir. Uh, of course. Um, <laughs> it, it was Shakespeare. I didn't know the play very well since I've known it a lot now. Um, I'd, I'd done a lot of theatre taking my clothes off, actually. The, the body was <laughs> better than the acting at that time. Um, <laughs> we had a wonderful time. I said, I've got go, have I got to appear with no clothes on again? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, surely I could. He said, well, all right, we'll give you a test. So I came out of the North Sea with a pair of, sort of linen shorts on, tied up with a bit of string. And he said, uh, 
it's no good. You just look like somebody in a bad rep production of Robinson Crusoe. Um, <laughs> no, we, no, we really want you coming. It's a bit, uh, more iconic if you come out, <laughs> which I do. It was freezing cold. I heard the uh, people talking about life expectancy in that North Sea on March the 25th. It was my birthday, by the way. How, how, how symbolic is that, coming out of the sea on your birthday with no clothes on? <laughs> um, brandy, brandy waiting for me. With, 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 it was all right. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, yes, uh, uh, early lives. So that was since 79. I get confused. Was that well, before um, or after? David, there would be a lot of many actresses who would who could repeat that sort of uh, conversation <laughs> that, that it had on on, on a set. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. oh, I yes. was and I was in. Um, I, uh, one thing you didn't discover was that I was in um, uh, Barry Lyndon actually. Um, oh, wow. With Stephen, which Stephen Burkhoff was in, of course, and it was was wonderful. And, and and Kubrick had said, "Why don't you bring your your boys down?" You know, so and you can be in uh, you can be in Barry's naughty scene. And, uh, and wow. we said, "Yeah, that sounds great." Yeah, and indeed, we were uh, the one of those candle lit scenes, you know, because yeah. we had the special lens which uh, didn't need any reinforcement. The, the candles in Drossman's contract had to have little lights behind them. But um, he had this lens which could pick up on candles, and and we were each given a partner to caress during um, <laughs> Barry's naughty scene. But um, <laughs> and then sure enough, um, we noticed that people were going around saying, talking to the girls, and it was like, if you would like, if you could take your top off, you know, we'll just give you give you a bit of extra money, actually, and. Um, <laughs> Didn't happen to the woman that I was kissing. Uh, she said, no, very, very <laughs> And uh, I was thought, um, oh, dear, this isn't going very well, really. And I said, um, I thought I'd charm her. So I said, you're, um, you're very good at kissing. And she said, no, I'm not. <laughs> My boyfriend says I'm cold as fish. And um, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't get the right card on, on Barry's naughty scene, and you will you will not recognise me. Really. All I can say is my is, is my <laughs> uh, just apropos. Um, I was telling those sort of stories to France, so that they loved it. You know, yeah. <laughs> brilliant. They would. Um, yeah. David, I've got to ask. I am a massive Inspector Morse fan. Can I just ask? Because obviously you, uh, you were in Inspector Morse and. It was Danny. Danny Boyle was directing as well. In the Danny episode. Boyle was directing. Yes. Yeah. Before, yeah. He. I think it was because I'd worked with Lindsay because he knew about Lindsay. I mean, who it was an iconic figure. Lindsay taught David Bowie how to beat David Bowie. You know, uh, with a mask and and, and the, and the uh, not so much the movement but the stillness. Mm -hmm. How to project it. So David Bowie was not successful until he'd had the Lindsay Camp charm, uh, theatrical charm injected into him. And I think Danny must have seen me doing that. So he kindly gave me this tiny, tiny part in a, hmm. I, was a I was a professor or something in the, in the, uh, in the thing. It, you know, it was a TV part. I, it all went quite quickly and, uh, and things. But actually, he could see I was very nervous because I hadn't done a lot of TV. And I was just kind of sort of uh, rigid. Uh, and I, he just was moving around the curtain and I just felt his hand on my shoulder. 
gonna be all right. Just a little tight. I mean, oh. he's uh, he's a magic person. Terrific. Oh, he, he's mm. from around here. He's from Bury, where we're from as well. Yeah. Lindsay I... taught Kate Bush too, didn't didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. I mean, he's, he's, he was doing these wonderful things. And if you go to Australia, you'll hear uh, many people who remember uh, Abba and and Lindsay Kemp. They, you know, had a prof had profound influence on, on, on Australian culture and um, people who have gone on to make films in Australia very successfully. Yes, yes, all that. Wow, wow, wow. Unbelievable comes from the for dance classes that uh, Lindsay was giving in Floral Street. They were a kind of dance who was just taking off in the in the in the seventies uh, uh, and. Uh, Everyone was was uh, buying leg warmers and uh, yeah. singing "I'm going to be famous forever" and all the rest of it. Lindsay <laughs> <laughs> was doing fabulous uh, dance uh, workshops where you threw yourself in agony on the floor and then rose like angels uh, to, to to glide across the room. And uh, that was when I think that the, 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 and Kate Bush certainly went to those. It was is it interesting times. I have to I have to say. We're talking about the 70s, where theatre really had an impact mm. in the the shows that were going on, whether they were like the people's shows, the strange shows, and all the rest of it, or the bigger operas, or, and so on. They really had an impact. The, I mean, when we're doing with with going around the world with a Midsummer Night's Dream, students were climbing through the windows to be smuggled into the auditorium in Warsaw because the party people had taken all the tickets, but that was what people wanted to see. It, it was the medium. Then it went on. To, now, you know, Marvel comics have taken over the movies, mm. over, you know, and dance at one point was much more important. And theatre doesn't have that impact that, that it had in those days. Mm -hmm. But when physical theatre was taking off in England with Chad Experience and, and Burkhoff and, and Lindsay and, uh, uh, and, and Ken, <laughs> it, it, was, it was an exciting time, mm. a very exciting mm. time indeed. Amazing. And I, I learned a lot, actually, from Lindsay about stillness and focus and, right. and, and movement, and, and you all all worked fabulously in the circus scene. Suddenly, it all came together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had, um, uh, I, I, it's interesting that we've we had the all the experiences that we had in theater and in other films and so on. I mean, you guys, you 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 found a copy of the third Walker. I mean, where did you see that? For goodness sake. <laughs> <laughs> With a film we made in Cape Breton in Canada, it was a bit of a disaster, really. Um, interestingly, with Colleen Dewhurst, a wonderful actress, she was Canadian. We just googled, so maybe she was wanting to support Canadian film. And William Shatner, yeah, yeah. and a wonderful French actress called Monique McCure, a one-time director called. Well, she had made a very interesting documentary. Bit of a disaster, really. But we learnt a lot about. I mean, it was a big film. It was on location in Cape Breton, and we um, and we learnt a lot. Of, we learnt a lot, and it paid its dividends in 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 when it came to the filming on a big film. James Bond film is extraordinary mechanism. You know, it's like an army. 
you know, you mm. got the where the, the actors are the uh, the 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 foot soldiers, and uh, then the cameramen are the artillery, and uh, yeah. uh, spotlighting with the lighting cameraman, and then the the makeup is the kind of um, first aid. And, you get, you know, massaged and, and you get all the gossip and so on. And then, of course, the general is it's, uh, it's extraordinary. That's why there are many great films made about filmmaking, yeah. because mm -hmm. um, it's, it's such an extraordinary experience, you know, Bin Benders and, and uh, Truffaut, of course. La, la, la Nuit Américaine. Was uh, <laughs> well. I actually thought I actually relate to that because uh, we were watching movies in the fifties, um, one little television at our prep school, and and then there would be a night scene, but it would be strangely kind of bright, and there would be clouds. You could see the clouds in the night sky, and I was thinking, oh, that's what nights look like in america but of course it was you know, it was just day for night you know mm. but anyway extraordinary that um w that we we were given that but yeah where did you see um the third well, walker i've not seen it that was the problem i was tr i was trying to find a copy of it and i wanted to find <laughs> out more about the film through you through you guys really so well it was made by uh, written and made by terry McLuhan, who was a mm. twin Ah. And so, I've forgotten. That. Oh yeah, yes. and wanted to make a film about twins. I think she may have got hold of a story and then made a. And she was what can I say? She was um, <laughs> uh, the daughter of Marshall McLuhan. You might not know who Marshall McLuhan is. He was a Canadian who, in the late sixties, wrote a book called "The Medium Is the Message." And he people thought he was crazy because you'll never believe this. He had the idea that we were all going to be part of some global village, that we were all going to be connected by com by computers or something like that. <laughs> and he was madman. He died early 80s before all those ideas were completely vindicated. He got it. He got it completely right. He was predicting right. Like no one else, he was the most famous thinker for uh, though for 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 fifteen minutes. Yeah. Suddenly, he, he was the most famous, kind of the most famous <laughs> media man in mm. the world. And people thought some people. Um, he appears in Woody Allen's movie. I think it's in Man the queue. Yes, in, in the cinema queue. In, is it with Dan Keaton? Is it Manhattan or uh, the other one? It's not uh, Annie Hall, Hall. and someone is talking about Marshall McLuhan in the audio in the queue oh, no. <laughs> in front of him. That's how famous he was. Very and says, "You are talking nonsense. That is not true. It are true. Let me, let me. I, I will get Marshall McLuhan." And he, <laughs> Marshall McLuhan is brought onto the scene. Can you tell this person that he's? And he says, I, "Yeah, you are. You've got my ideas all wrong. You are talking complete nonsense. There you are. You see, that's Marshall McLuhan." And he's <laughs> so that's. Right. He was that famous. He was could be presented in a film. Uh, everyone <laughs> would know who he was talking to. I don't know who would be. Uh, uh, now it will be it will be Jordan Peterson now possibly. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Interesting, yeah. But uh, I think I, I did. I meet him. Yes, because I went to to, uh, to do some dubbing later uh, uh, over, and and we stayed. I went over to here and saw. Met, met met Marshall McLuhan. Don't think it really worked out. We must have seen 
a, sh a showing of it probably in Canada House because I think it shown got got shown in an, in a festival in but interesting in Berlin but it's interesting that you didn't that you didn't find a copy no not if anyone could anyone I mean, be, oh like, yeah we'd, we'd um, you, you 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 won't hear my voice because it all had to be redubbed afterwards and some uh, Canadian actor dubbed my entire part, I think. Oh, no. Um, maybe because I was completely unconvincing. We all had to put on, you had to have a French Canadian accent. I had a French Canadian accent. And I had. And it was about as bad as Olivier's French uh, Canadian accent in the 49th parallel. <laughs> but um, without apparently his charm, which you know, he gets away with it. But, Watching um, that, you'd swear that Olivier was the worst actor in the world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but uh, it was in the Cape Breton island, so we were on location there, and we all had various. And I had sort of half. I had to have half Irish American accent because that's a lot of Irish immigrants, and uh, it was uh, so well. It was interesting. We had uh, William Shatner, who was having a sort of. It was after there weren't many early episodes of star wars it was only for a, quite a limited number star trek star trek yeah <laughs> yeah star trek <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, that's typical i mean yes. i kind of get them all muddled i'm afraid friends um who is it that says they're no difference that's whatever and he was sort of out of work you know he was because um it was over you know, and but before the great kind of renaissance and, you know, when it all came back. But he was terrific. He, he, he knew that I didn't know what I was doing and he was working hard. He was supposed to be, he was the long lost father who suddenly appeared. Terry McLuhan said, um, uh, I said, I, I can't get Tony to do whatever. He said, don't worry, I'll get him. I'll get him to do it. <laughs> and um, so my experience was him was, was very generous. Good. Well, that's done. Dewhurst, of course, extraordinary character, wonderful, uh, wonderful woman, married to George C. Scott twice. They they were married and then got divorced and they oh. got married. She had this wonderful phrase, no antennae. She was the pe people who had no antennae, you know, people who had no <laughs> sense of uh, third or fourth sense, you know, let alone of sixth sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but as you said, it was an adventure and it was still in good stead. Wow, you've, I mean, you've done loads of other stuff. I mean, one of them was is, is Ben's the the film with Clive Owen, who was once touted as Bond. And I I just wondered, David, whether you could tell us a bit about your time on that film. Yes, again, Martin Sherman was a friend of mine. In fact, I did audition for the part of Rudy for the original production because actually I'd done a lot of what looked like dancing with Lindsay Kemp. But the acting wasn't good enough. And so it didn't go to the part. But I was there when I could see the, the show going on and followed its success. And then there were various people who wanted to make, they were trying to make movies of it. And eventually, Sean Mathias got the script together. And so there was a little part I could do. Well, that would be nice. And I do just to have one. I will have one. It, it's typical. We've had a terrific career. There have been empty years in between but every so often i would find myself doing something that people will be given their eyes teeth to do it's just because that's the way it's happened and i've been just very lucky in that and i had one scene and that was with meek jagger you know i yeah. mean it was that yeah. was difficult who was uh, who was great yeah, wonderful to work with actually i was walking back with him 
I said, I did. We have almost met before because you came to see a show that I did with Lindsay Kemp called Flowers. And we knew you were in the audience and because, oh, Lindsay, yes, I remember him. He said, yeah. <laughs> well, that was a nice uh, career. But it was, it was, and Jude Law had only just started coming up and actually I'd, in, uh, I'd auditioned him possibly to do a puck in a, a production of the Benjamin Britten's opera that I was doing because wow. um, he just come from the National Youth Theatre and I saw him in the same as well theatre. So I'd, I'd sort of come across him before. Um, I remember my fond memory of, of, of sharing a chocolate with two, with Jude Law at 2.30 in the morning in, in, during a night shoot, <laughs> watching this crazy uh, cafe scene going on on a, on a thing. With, uh, and I just had to come in with a, 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 as a sinister Gestapo agent glaring at people. <laughs> through. It was a nice little cameo to do. And Clive Owen was just wonderful to talk yeah. with. So relaxed and, uh, and open. And you were greeted as a colleague. It's lovely. Yeah. Mm. And I don't know how great he'd be as James Bond. Who knows what the next, what the next James Bond is going to be? I mean, uh, Daniel Craig's done a, a, a terrific work, but he's kind of killed him too, of course. Yeah. Um, have you seen? Have you <laughs> yeah. seen? I mean, yeah, no, he's going to be reborn like Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it has to be. It's <laughs> Totally different sex or colour. Who knows what's going to happen? I think so that's why. Are you still up to date with the franchise? Do you still follow it quite closely? Do you try and watch them when they come out? Not, not, not religiously, of course. <laughs> I thought Casino Royale was terrific. Mm. I love that moment because the film is about how he became James Bond mm. and how it became the slightly distance manipulative person that he is with females and how he was going and then something cold inside him and doesn't want to get involved because he gets involved with this girl uh, who betrays him and so he knows that he mustn't ever make himself vulnerable on the on, on, mm. on that side and then he kills he lays it to that person in the last scene yeah and he says the name is bond James Bond. Bum, ba, bum, ba, yeah, bum, well. bum. It's a moment. fabulous moment. And you know, James Bond is created at yeah. that moment. Good audition, Yeah. Oh, yeah, we have to keep up, really. I mean, we've just become part of this incredible yeah. franchise yeah. and incredible story. So, I mean, it would be churlish not to in Paris we met the the mother and the daughter in in the beginning of um no time to die oh, and, oh uh, right okay yeah it was charming um, i've got i've got their autographs actually <laughs> and um, oh. yeah, it's a really spooky first uh, scene mm, i must yeah. admit. Mm, and horror, i remember almost m most about the film Truffaut said the most terrible thing in film is to see a child in peril yeah. you know walking along a uh, a, a, a windowsill in a high-rise building or something like that you know mm. and it's a bit like that you know it's yep. like that you you know and the girl in it was it was rather almost mm. like a to meet her in real life to, to sort of know that she was okay I must get the pronunciation mm. uh, le do too um was uh, good to see her again um yeah. i think they were terrific in the one before together uh, her Respect and daniel yes. yeah. yeah when they met 
um, and then the sort of spending a night together and her in the bed. And, and I remember that scene very well. There was a sort of rapport between the actor and the actress, which was went in a sense beyond Bond. They weren't just doing Bond things, you know. Mm. Um, a bit like Timothy Dalton and um, Mariam Dabow yeah. um, in yeah. Living Daylights. I think they work really well together. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can see it's a tradition of English actor and actress working, mm. you know, who'd done their rep, who'd done their this, and, and, and they were just, you know, doing a great job. It's one of my favourite Bonds, definitely, actually. Oh, yeah. A really interesting cast, Caroline Bliss and Julie yeah. Wallace. Yes, oh, yeah. We've spoken to her, yeah. Malik, you know, a yeah. friend, um, Nick Daubeny was uh, on location, and there are some shots in the deserts which are a bit cinematic. Yeah, very. The way it's Bond films, sometimes, you know, it, uh, they don't look, they haven't got that artistic uh, look. It's uh, they do a great job, as it were. But you no, know, there's something very beautiful about the shots there. And Miriam Darbo playing a cello, riding a horse, and driving an aeroplane. I think yeah. it's probably mm. one of my favourite Bond girls. Definitely, yeah. very yeah. intelligent. Makes, makes films herself, I believe. Yeah, yeah. But, we, have, um, we have spoken uh, her as well. Uh, that's yeah. what I remember from 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 the recent bonds. I must yeah. admit, but Craig has done a wonderful job and, and been very clever in kind of owning it in the end. You know, yeah. um, uh, by by sort of making sure that it has his self appearance and disappearance has this yeah. kind of look to it. You know, one of my greatest Bond fan moment was actually meeting the uh, the, the the parkour uh, French guy who oh, does all. Yeah. The- Free, ru- oh, free yes, running yeah, yeah. at the beginning of Casino Royale. Yeah. And uh, I went along, he had a uh, desk at the other end of the room, and I went along with a picture of me on the gla- on the moving train. And I yeah. said, this is what we used to do in the old days. And he got a moving train. And he was searching you sweet. He said, oh, I have always wanted to do that. On a moving train, perhaps, oh. because he'd always done it in the buildings. And we, uh, in a wonderful, lovely way, we swapped photographs and, and signed to each other, to my dear friend. Oh. <laughs> so uh, I was, uh, I felt like a real fan because I was in awe of what he yeah. did. I said, I said, you actually rebooted the entire James Bond series yeah. by mm-hmm. that. By, by that opening sequence, I think, which is kind real, of true. And real amazing. stunts, aren't they? they that's yeah. what yeah. for the Bond film. You know, but the, the, the fact that he was gracious enough to say, oh, that, yeah. that was really good. Mm. I as he went along as joke, he said that. Do you uh, ever it have was, any moments yeah. in those moments like that? Do you ever have any, does it ever have a revelation where you two came before him? As in, you are uh, some really iconic villains that came long before that and and dare us i'd probably say you two uh, you know as great as that parkour scene is you two live longer in the history and in the memory of bond fans than that you you two are genuinely way way well, up there i don't know why that it is john glenn kindly said we'd sort of stood the test of time or whatever yeah i don't think we dated strangely enough even despite the hairdressing or whatever <laughs> i don't know um, uh, I don't know. It's just sort of worked out that way. I mean, it, it was an extraordinary film, as I say, uh, because there is a one moment in Octopussy when a stuffed tiger's head is pushed out of the jungle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
and, and John uh, in the DVD says, I think we got away with that. And it, no, John, you, you know, I mean, you would never dream of seeing that in a film. That. I mean, let alone a million dollar movie, you know. But um, on the whole, it's rather, having done a bit of Brecht, you know, it's rather sort of um, wonderful, yeah. you know. It's rather sort of hands on, kind of uh, deconstructing cinema, you know. Yeah. Well, to give to give uh, Roger right. credit as an actor, the scene with you, David, that is really hits home. I think the cold killer. Mm. That's for 009. I do. I do think he's he is underrated as an actor, Roger. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I must admit, sure. VJ is very good in it too. Yeah. Oh yeah. With that. Why isn't he using? You aren't we using? Uh, you know, uh, an equity actor, as it were, and. And uh, you know, to, with very good argument, in fact. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but he's he's terrific in it, and 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 brings a kind of energy and life. And why not use you know other people in films mm, like that? Yeah, Ellie, you know, uh, and, and come here. Uh, Betty is wonderful in it. Mm, yeah, yeah. Uh, there used to be sort of quite a question about black actors in in Bond films. Although there's one in Doctor No. Doctor No. Yeah. Although. Yeah. Classically, he gets killed Classic first. You know. Well, that's um, it, isn't it? Yeah. But um, uh, actually, the first shot um, in Doctor No is of the three West Indian guys, isn't it? And there's uh, a couple of lines which borderline, you know, mm. and, uh, yeah. you know yeah. see, which uh, uh, you think uh, are, are not nice to hear, really. It has this sort of infectious energy about it. And as yeah. I said, with stuffed tigers' heads, you know, you, <laughs> it's pretend, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, interestingly enough, you know, people say yes, but but then the contrast also is extraordinary with with scenes that apparently work, like ours, or um, yeah, you yeah. know, uh, yeah. and that's that's good to hear. Mm. I, I did I did have this uh, little scene with Ben Whishaw in London Spy. Yes, yes. It's, it's, it's typical of my career. I don't think I've done anything else in the rest of the year. Practically, and and I get cast as Ben Wishaw's father. Yeah, <laughs> which yeah. like every act. Oh no, what? Because <laughs> everyone loves Ben Wishaw, and of course yeah, he's yeah. a very wonderful and lovely, great person to be. But I did say jokingly to him, we didn't really. I didn't. I said, I think your your cue is terrific. It's wonderful yeah. stuff. I said, but you can tell Sam Mendes you're working with a person who did the first fight on top of a train yes. with references in yeah. Skyfall. And yes. He does, doesn't it? Because he did say he was trying to reference early movies. Okay. And yeah. Yeah. Well, in that sequence, I thought, where have I seen that before? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And dare I say, the octopusy train scene is far better than the Skyfall. Well, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. so uh, good. Oh, you kind. Um, <laughs> a lot more happens in the Skyfall one. There's a lot more stuff going on, isn't there? I mean, but but that's the point. The carriages. There's a scene that there's a shot of of, of an, an octopusy of uh, Kabir Betty and and a kind of in when they go into the tunnel and the yeah. smoke or whatever. Yeah. yeah, Actually, that's that's a beautiful shot. Yeah, <laughs> on the DVD, he says, "Oh, it was quite tricky. You know, we had a difficult time doing that." Those, you know? those um, were... Of course, it wasn't really moving, and it wasn't you know, it mm. wasn't outside, <laughs> but you know, but yeah, so. Yeah. Bless him. He didn't. David didn't get a mention. Well, one of the um, those bits are done on the studio, aren't they? I think there's something. Yes, yes. yes there's a lovely studio, the, but it looks great. Yeah. yeah. I thought, oh, ah, that if we could have done, done with more of that. But then, of course, there's there's wonderful 
girls to look at and then great landscape and uh, and and uh, there's circus scenes as i say barbara yeah. broccoli did a fantastic job if i'm right in in saying that mm. you know mm. was that of a sort of baby you know you could just get that together and it and it works beautifully guys one last question when you do these 40th anniversary octopusy celebration weekends or whatever are you going to don the outfits again <laughs> the purple shirts no <laughs> i don't know where no, they are no. and nobody suggested it and i don't think we have to. we could maybe have a purple t-shirt that should give a slight thing but oh. no we have been for that we haven't we have we'll be wearing the wigs of course but <laughs> <laughs> taking a few kitchen knives as well yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 thank you very much guys for joining thank you so much yeah, thank you wonderful um, journey through it's been amazing cinema and james bond and an actor's life i yes. have to say oh, yeah. it's so yeah. good it's it's yeah. we had the pandemic to look back on it all you thought yeah yeah, yeah. who saw bad on who the saw the, the 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 tolstoy that i did death the viva oh, million yeah i've not again i've not seen it but it, it's there's loads of things you've done that I'm desperate to sort of track down yeah. now. Like, I wonder if there's a tape of it still. Mm. Um, yeah. I was fascinated to learn that Vernon Dobchev was in it, who of course, yes. yeah. Vladik Shabel was in a, in a Hamlet we did, you know, yeah. um, and both of whom have been in villains, I didn't know. Vernon Dobchev, there's great stories about him, you know, turning up in, he, he worked for Ken Russell, in the early right. days, you know, mm. he's been around for a long time and, he's, and bless him, done fantastic work. Yeah. But uh, no, we were very impressed that you, you you knew at least anyway it's been a pleasure talking to you no, all. i mean thank you so much it's been an absolute honor to speak to both of you and you, you know you are like we, we don't just say this you're big massive parts of one of our favorite bond films and it's to yeah. us this is massive that we're speaking to mishka it and is. Rishka. yeah, yeah. And, it is. and such an honor it is it's a real alive. yes <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, we have a, still a full head of hair <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, it's amazing, and it's so great to hear about your career, which is your careers, which are obviously incredibly acclaimed and established. Yeah, thank Brilliant. you so much. Thank you, guys. Absolutely awesome. But, but I was thinking of something else. As Jim Broadbent, who I went to drama school with, oh. <laughs> was introducing wow. us. He said, "Now you've met the set." <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah, yeah, thank thank you. you, guys. It's been wonderful. Take care. Uh, nice to meet you. You yeah, too. You too. Take well. care. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. What? Is your mind in such a weakened condition? Oh, James. <laughs> <laughs> James. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.